It's time to rethink everything, to redo the rule book, to explore smarter ways to work and rediscover what's possible. It's time for a fresh take on how technology and creativity are changing the way work gets done. I'm Susan Campbell, and this is The Big Rethink. On today's podcast, I'm chatting with Gina Tokar, Vice President of Business Operations at Panasonic Systems Solution Company of North America. Welcome, Gina. Hi, Susan. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so nice to talk to you. I miss getting to see you at the office, so uh, along with everyone else, but um, always miss seeing you. It's so fun to catch up when we bump into each other. Yeah, I miss everybody at the office. That's the the difference with being remote, right? Yeah, well, to say the least, 2020 uh, has been an interesting year and uh, experienced my favorite uh, topic of digital transformation um, in a very fast and furious way. And um, given the fact that, you know, in your role as business operations, you're responsible for so many things that go on at the office and that change has got to have had a tremendous impact on what you do. One of the things I'm so curious about um, with how everyone is adapting to remote working and new work styles is, you know, sort of what are we going to keep and what are we going to cut once we get back to, if we get back to <laughs> working in an office setting? But what, what do you see as sustaining change as we move forward, given the last few months of uh, remote working? Well, that's an interesting question. And I think that question goes and depends upon what industry you're in. So we're very fortunate to be in the technology industry. And for us, more impact was the timing of the change, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't necessarily moving to the work from home. It was the acceptability, if that's the right word, of being at home and working remotely. Mm -hmm. So we always had employees in a technology industry who maybe worked from home, you know, once a week or salespeople, even office people for the most part. We are fortunate to have had cloud-based kind of applications that helped us do that remote work. What was different was saying, hey, everybody drop everything today and you're all going to work from home tomorrow and be set up. And I would say we did a great job. We didn't miss a beat. Even those people who weren't so much used to being home, their problem wasn't that their technology wasn't set up. We got them set up very rapidly with phone capability, Mm -hmm. even for, you know, some of, of the more processing type people. I think more was trying to find your spot in the house, right? Everybody has a different situation. And if you weren't used to that remote work, finding that spot that you could really concentrate and do your work, um, you know, where you weren't necessarily getting interrupted when you didn't need to be, um, that was something different. And the speed at which we did it was really amazing right? Um, The teams are working really well for us. And I think what we are going to keep is this sense of more balance. Mm -hmm. Balance of when do I need to be in an office? When do I work from home? And what do we use those different tools for? 
I think work from home lends itself really great when you need that quiet, contemplative, creative work, sometimes that down to processing work. Yeah. And the office space, the big rethink in there is how do I use that more as a collaboration space, right? more as a team effort and project work, and how and when do we use that and utilize that to bring in our customers, our business partners, so that we really can have that need for hands-on focus when it's absolutely necessary. So I think we're going to keep that. Um, and I think that balance will help people. I think today, um, and I'm probably being a little bit lengthy on this, but it's really important changing the way we work is about looking at how we can have some balance. And I think today, pure work from home isn't always giving people balance because there's no demarcation right now from their work Mm -hmm. life and personal life. Some of that might be the COVID situation. Um, and, And we can talk about that, about how we find a little bit more of that balance. So in terms of how um, some operations or some processes um, have changed, if they have changed in the way that, you know, your team is functioning, um, any of those, anything specific in terms of changes that have happened there that um, COVID was a serendipitous uh, helper to uh, efficiency or something of that nature? A few things. One of the big things, we're killing far less trees. So I think, you know, Uh. we're becoming a little bit more green because people are not relying on paper. So in the past, many companies had this fear about going to legal signatures and using that Adobe e-sign, right? Yeah. And now we're using more of that process workflow, utilizing things like Salesforce for Teams versus all these emails. So we found some workflow flow and process efficiencies in paper and using more digital um, soft copy. So that's been really, really great. Um, And I think it's been really wonderful on communication. One of the things that this has forced people, many people hate that camera, right? (laughs) They didn't want to get on. We would have these Teams calls and people would not want to get on a team's call. They didn't want to be seen. Oh, I didn't wash my hair. My hair is growing long. I don't have makeup on or, you know, whatever it is. I went out running and I've got my baseball cap on. (laughs) And, you know, slowly it was kind of like, I'm accepting you for who you are, right? You're my team member. And you know what? Let's just see one another because if you turn that camera on, we can still have that personal connection. Mm -hmm. We can see that you're smiling or I can know that you're sad today. I can see the angst in your face and what we need to concentrate on to fix or overcome your work problem, you know, and how to help you. So it took a couple weeks, but people started really enjoying that. And I find people are now even doing more spontaneous calls rather than just scheduled calls. If they see somebody's green, hey, let me connect with them. Let me make sure in the next five minutes. Drop by. Yeah. Drop by like you do the desk drop by. It was a way to actually shorten the process. So we've seen efficiency through workflow, communication style, approvals, um, and actually use of some of the tools that people were afraid to use before Mm -hmm. for what they were worth. Yeah, it's kind of funny the 
that a crisis helps the adoption. You would think that in a crisis, things would just go to <laughs> go to crazy mode, you know, but here it's actually helped change things. I think one of the, one of the nice things I've noticed too is, um, with the, you know, using video chat or Skype or Zoom or Teams, whatever system is, you do get to know your colleagues a little differently as people because you're not all in your work uniform, so to speak, right? You're not all in that conforming to the office culture mode. You're just a little more authentic, a little more genuine self. And um, and it does really just help kind of get to know each other better. So I've found... Um, that instead of feeling isolated or alone, if you'd have asked me four months ago, would I like working from home every day? I would have said, no way. But um, it's, I think it's great. So far, so good. Yeah, I think some of that comes with being self-motivated as well, right? Yeah. So in, in the piece, we have to remember one thing. All our colleagues, no matter where you're working, they all have these different lifestyles and different needs. The one mm -hmm. big impact is for parents, right? Absolutely. I give these folks a lot of credit. Um, our parents, at least on our team, they did homeschooling and they never missed a beat of work. Um, frankly, I think they were up all night and all day and maybe some of them were mm -hmm. and we don't recognize that. But they learned this. They did find a way to make it happen. I think they were all glad for summer vacation. Uh, but one of the things that this technology has done in being working from home, there are folks who we have even in our group said, I really want to get back to the office. Not because I don't know I can work from home. I can. Uh -huh. But there are certain things I really do better that way for my particular job. So I'm with you. I'm one that said, hey, I love this work from home. I'm not feeling lonely. I feel I find a really good balance. Yeah. But not all of us have the same psyche, right? And from that to help those team members, um, especially the ones I know might want to be back in the office because they feel more comfortable, I make sure to do a little bit more of a check with them yeah. because they're going to be more anxious and we don't want them to feel alone. Right, right. So what are, you know, you lead a pretty large team. What are some of the other things that you found from a leadership perspective in terms of motivating the team or leading effectively that have worked well for you? I think over-communicating has worked well. Mm -hmm. I've been doing many skip-level type meetings and flattening the organization to let our employees know we're hearing them, we're listening to them. And I think we did those when we were in the office. But in this forum, I can do them one-on-one -on -one really quick. I can have 15, 10-minute conversations with people as check-ins at all levels and give them mm -hmm. some of my personal time in an easier way that I hadn't before. I think that's effective. I think the team is learning to communicate differently with one another. Yeah. That authenticity you talked about. People are really embracing culture in our company to say, how do we work together to still grow this business and meet the, th the challenges we have and satisfy our customers? And it seems to have brought people closer. So mm -hmm. um, I see them working better together, if that makes Interesting. sense. Yeah, I do. I think there's something about the sort of more genuine self that right. 
that um, makes things a, a little easier to deal with. W- one of the things you hear people talk about a lot is, uh, you know, I'm working at my kitchen table or wherever their workspace is, and I could work all day and all night because it's always there. So knowing your workload <laughs> and your work style, um, <laughs> how do you, how do you, like, how do you shut it off at night? Like what, give me a, it's whatever, seven o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock quitting time, whatever your quitting time is. How does Gina make sure she gets up from the desk? Like what, I what do you? physically shut the computer down every single night. Okay. Um, so there's a couple of things, you know, in motivation. Let's talk about that. I have a way of taking a look at the day and saying, what are the priorities? Mm-hmm. And a lot of what I have to do is, where's the noise? Don't listen to the noise. Look at all the to-dos and understand what are the priorities of the day, the week, the month, and the quarter, and put them in perspective. And as people bring other things to me throughout the day, that noise, I have to learn how to selectively take it away Mm -hmm. and make sure that I remain focused. So some of the ways I do that personally Uh, and these are things I've worked with the team, is find your own routine. Some people need very regimented routines and some people less so. But to get that separation from work and home, I do the shutdown. That Mm -hmm. doesn't mean I won't check my phone like I used to, but it's physically shutting down. I'm lucky enough to have an office where I can shut the door and remove myself and sort of make it feel separated. Mm-hmm. My um, husband works at our kitchen table because <laughs> he likes to have the TV in the background ah. from the family room, right? Okay. And so what he does, because he will also shut down because now that space is family time space, right? right? So we both have the same thing. What I do normally is before I shut down, I'm done all my meetings. I kind of review that list and say, have I hit what I need to hit? Is this a good pause place? Where's the noise that, you know, I'm going to let go for now and make sure people know that. And then I shut down. And before I do that, I check what are the priorities for tomorrow. And in the morning, I always make sure I start with a good workout. So that's my new thing. Instead of being commuting, (laughs) instead of commuting, and I have gained my time back, it is my health and well being time now. Right. So I think you have to put that into perspective. You could put that any point in the day. I've decided instead of commute time, I'm getting up at, you know, maybe a half hour later than I used to. And now I'm going to work out and do whatever for my brain and getting me in order. And I separate my day and I, you know, I still have a start time. It's usually still around seven or seven thirty because I'm a morning person. Yeah. Um, And then I check that list and I make sure I stay focused. And then that rest of the day is not for me, it's for other people. And then as those other meetings, my last meeting, I block out usually a half hour to do my prioritization yeah. for my next day and regroup. Yeah. shut it down. So I think, you know, everybody has to find what works for them. But one of the things I say is you have to demark your day from, mm-hmm. from the business world. So Gina, one of the things that you and I chit chat a lot about, um, over time and our, our uh, years of working together is 
um, women and working as a woman and women in leadership roles. And I know you've always been very generous with folks about mentoring and providing guidance. And now that we're in a much more sort of remote world, there's not a lot of opportunity to do that on a casual basis. So if you were talking to younger women um, starting off in their career, or maybe older women starting off in a career, and um, there's someone that they work with or they admire or they look up to and in normal circumstances would maybe schedule a coffee or something for a mentoring conversation. What advice would you give them to still kind of tap into that um, that reservoir of knowledge or those those mentor relationships given the remote working environment these days? So I think they have to use the tools in front of them, those, you know, Zoom, Teams, mm-hmm. Skype, whatever your tool of choice is. I think you need to use your LinkedIn. You need to be utilizing those resources, online webinars, and certainly the folks that I mentor or work with. I have been having spontaneous check-ins with them. Again, I've, uh-huh. I've told you I tend to use that time. I now block time on my calendar even more than I used to. Um, it used to be very spontaneous. I make a block of, let's say, part of my day. Right. Or, you know, not every day, but the certain day of the week that I'm going to do this. I block my calendar. And those are mentoring sessions that I lay out with the people I'm still mentoring and putting one-on-ones mm-hmm. on. Um And what I would say to people is, even though you're remote and at home, you have to treat your career and your development the same as you would as if you were going into the office. You just have to use the tools differently, but you use that network. So how do you network? And today, it's going to be those remote video calls. It's going to be online webinars, joining professional societies. Um, taking an online class, um, you know, education has truly, truly changed. Online classes and online learning platforms are, are really opening up to immersive experiences. You know, I attended a session uh, for Rutgers uh, for their Braven, which is first generation college students uh, who... You know, their families, either they haven't gone to college or they're first generation in the U.S. and they haven't gone to college. And it's how those people have navigated. And they have a cohort capstone challenge that's a real world business problem that these folks do. And I had this great opportunity to judge the teams on the capstone challenge. And it was all done through Zoom. It was all done even in breakout rooms. I, I, by the end of this thing, I felt like <laughs> I was in the room, there. right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't didn't realize I was in my own home anymore. That's and so, so cool. I think that that mentoring capability can still be there. Again, you have to plan. I think right. being home forces you to plan your day, mm-hmm. separate work and, and, and your life. And in some cases... Let's take those parents who had to school their children. They may not be working the same hours. So now it becomes communication with your network of, hey, how do I have to work? You know, you know, today you might expect me to be around for an 11 o'clock meeting, but I'm going to have to not work from 11 to 1 today because I'm doing school and testing, right? So I'm going to be working in a different way. So it's all that communication. Uh, 
it's not for diversity. I think even now, COVID has changed people. You know, it's kind of put us in our home and pushed us to be isolated yet closer together. And at the same time, there's a lot of anxiety in society because we don't know what's coming. Right. And that includes we don't know what's coming along with all the protests and the changes and the COVID and where am I going to be and what's going to happen? And one of the things is diversity is even now more important, mm-hmm. whether it's gender or race or, um, you know, ethnicity. It, it doesn't matter all the different diversity. It's diversity of thought. We need to utilize that diversity of thought. We need inclusion for everyone and we need equity, right, to be heard. That doesn't mean we all get what we want in the business world, but as we're making decisions, we all have a background that we came from. Right. And we're our culture, not just our work culture, but our personal culture of how we grew up in our environment shapes and forms our thinking. Absolutely. And when we get into the work world, we utilize that thinking to make decisions. But we only know what we all what we know. We don't know what we don't know. We don't know these other experiences. And what they bring in, that diversity brings into us a whole range of possibilities that maybe we ourselves didn't think about because we only knew what we knew. Right. 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 So I think you can make better business decisions, more inclusive, where people feel they're really solving a problem together, which again embraces the culture, moves the culture of the business forward, and I think increases the opportunity for sales and profitability because you're making better decisions. That's awesome. Awesome. I think there's uh, there's a lot to think about in that last little comment there, Miss Gina. <laughs> As usual, it's always uh, thought provoking uh, commentary, but um, I think that kind of wraps up the the territory we were looking to cover here today. And um, I, I just want to say thank you again for making time in your in your schedule to to take some time to chat and um, for all that. Uh, you brought to the table today for us to think about and consider. And I know you're a very active social media um, <laughs> uh, publisher these days. So uh, uh, we'll put your your hashtags and your um, tags in the um, in the notes so that if people want to connect with you on social media, they can as well. Great. Um, thank you so much for having me. And I really enjoyed the time. It's always fun catching up with you, Susan. Thank you so much, Gina. That's it for us. I'm Susan Campbell. And that was another episode of The Big Rethink. Tune in to new episodes every other Wednesday for a fresh take on how technology and creativity are changing the way work gets done. 